We're going. We're on? Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, today we're talking about apologies. And as you know from being engaged to me, I personally have never had to apologize for anything because I never wrong but uh, i know that you garrett do have some experience with apologies is that right yeah yes i i've apologized to many people uh including you and it's uh I, no regrets Yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, doing a little joke there. I've obviously had to do many apologies. You know, like, I'm a white woman from the Midwest, and so I've had a lot to learn over the years. But uh, there's, I think, a way to apologize that sort of seeks to remedy the harm that you've done and a way to apologize that centers yourself in the action. And today, we're going to talk about my favorite type of apology, Garrett. My favorite. And that is the corporate apology. Okay, so like, to the employees or to the customers? Or like, is it from the, so from the company though? Well, yeah, I rarely see like a big PR campaign with a company apologizing to employees unless they did something really fucked up, because like, who cares? They really want to apologize to their customers and make sure that the revenues are coming in, right? Oh yeah, it's so, gotta like, be about you know, continuing to make money as a brand. Right. Do you have any favorite corporate apologies from the last few years? Are there any that come to mind? You know, like, the big apologies that come to mind from recently have been, like, people trying to do their best with, like, the Me Too movement. And, like, as a guy, I was looking for whether or not people in that those situations were, were doing good apologies. But corporate apologies... I, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. I mean, it sort of happens, and then I, I think I sort of glaze over it because I'm not sure I've ever seen one that felt real. Is this going to be one that felt real, or...? It's really something. The first oh, okay. one that we're going to talk about is really, really something, and I cannot wait uh, to get your perspective on it. And the first <laughs> one that we are going to be talking about, of course, is Dolls Kill. Now, this is a recent controversy, even though the brand Dolls Kill, which let me uh, break it down for you if you're not a TikTok teen that still lives for the 90s emo phase like I am. I mean, I know that I am not familiar with Dolls Kill. Dolls Kill is a fashion brand for the goth influencer, right? The skinny teenage goth influencer. And we see this in controversies that they've had where they've come under fire in the past for producing shirts such as goth is white, right? So you're wearing a shirt that says goth is white, which is just the most reductionist and like least expressive form of goth you could possibly imagine. Like, have you seen black goth girls they have it going on and to exclude that entire product base uh just because you want to craft your marketing strategy around making kitschy jokes that are nod to white nationalists uh, yeah not great what like so they're just doing that because they think it'll sell because goth teens will think it's funny like hard to get in the brains of capitalists uh but maybe the recent controversy see can kind of shed some light on the subject yeah what happened so here's what happened the dolls kill uh 
the major Dolls Kill store, which is based in California, was uh, around the area where protests were happening after the death of George Floyd this summer. Okay. So the owner, whose name... I, this is not a fake name. Well, it might be a fake name, but public name of the owner is Shoddy Lynn. Like, shoddy. The word shoddy. What does shoddy connote to you, Garrett? I don't know. Like, shoddy craftsmanship, like, for carpenters or something. <laughs> what, if I was a, imagining a person named Shoddy, Shoddy is probably someone who wears, like, a lot of leather pants for some reason. That's and right. Like, okay, right on. Like, just the worst weather for it. Like, it's nothing to do with, like, whether or not, like, fine, wear, wear leather pants. But, like, just, they're just so cold or so hot or something. They just make really impractical decisions around on their clothing. That's, that's, that's the shoddy lifestyle. So, Dolls Kill. This is still a company that I fundamentally don't understand. So, like... What do they do, and what did they do wrong? Yeah, uh, I'm just going to completely skip over the Dead Girls Can't Say No t-shirt and talk about what happened with this company this summer. So, uh, there's an L.A. store, I think it's like the hub, the OG store, Dolls Kill, and the owner, Shoddy Lynn, was there in May when there was a protest happening over the death of George Floyd. Uh, Reasonable for that to happen, huh? And so... Shoddy thinks it's, like, really funny and cool to go on Instagram and post a picture of some cops lined up in front of the Dolls Kill store in L.A. with the caption, direct action in its glory, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Doesn't look like they're doing an awful lot. They're just kind of staring into the distance. They're certainly not in action, so I don't really know what the direct action that she's describing is supposed to refer to. What do you think, Garrett? I don't know. I like direct action is something that I would associate with the protesters. So I'm a little confused because it it says direct action in its glory. So that means like you do direct action and then the cops show up. No, I think the she's saying the police are doing the direct action by protecting her crop tops. Is direct action something that like police say? Well. Go off, Garrett. What do you mean by that? Are the police co-opting direct action? Shoddy Lynn certainly seems to have done so. I don't know. Like, I don't really understand what she meant with what she said in the picture. I don't feel like it makes any sense. Like, it's, like, trying to be progressive. Um, But, like... I guess is just, like, really tone-deaf to, like, I don't know. I think it was a troll. I think she was trolling Black Lives Matter supporters. I think it's a wink to white nationalists saying, look at our cops, they're out here to support us, and our t-shirts that say goth is white. Right? That's my take. But why should I explain it when you can hear from the source herself, Shoddy Lynn? In the apology video. And so, since we are a podcast, Garrett, why don't you uh, describe to me what you see here? Okay. Well, it looks like not a CEO, to be honest. She's She's, a CEO. So she's trying to not look like a CEO for some reason. She's at least the founder, if not the CEO. I'm pretty sure she's both. Okay, yeah, but she's like... 
She's dressed up like as a shout out to goths, but with a white shirt on. Skinny goths, like anorexically skinny goths, like not a great healthy way to be goths. In, which is its own whole, uh, you know, trope that's being promoted. The glamour of being dangerously skinny. That could be its own whole tirade, but we'll save it for her apology. Why don't we hear what she's got to say? All right. I'm Shadi Lynn. I'm the founder of Dolls Kill. I started Dolls Kill to create a place where the misfits, the underserved, the crazy ones, the ones that don't dress like everybody else and look like everybody else and act like everybody else could come together and celebrate diversity. Okay, all right. So all of those people that she talks about that she's hoping to bring together as a company, she talks about like a type of diversity without using the words that you would normally associate with diversity. She didn't, you know, like she just wanted to say like all the the like outsiders but like in a sort of like high school hierarchy kind of outsiders <laughs> like it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with real political issues so far and also okay it's like we wanted to be the good vibes company is yeah, yeah. what she's saying we wanted to be the good vibes company where people were like yeah i can work there because it feels cool and like people there are cool and i feel cool working there yeah, I, I, I think she's also making a rhetorical move that we see a lot in affirmative action debates where people feel left out of what diversity is. And so they're like, oh, well, you don't think we're diverse? We have different thoughts than you, and that's what diversity is. So I think if uh, she was challenged about the white goths matter shirt, or what is it, goth is white, that she would probably say, that that's a diverse artistic element of goth. But preserving that requires preserving it in a pure form and some form of exclusion if you're still going to maintain that trope and forward it as something that's worth preserving. Do you know if there's, like, a white nationalist contingent within goth culture? Or at least, like, a sort of, I don't know, like, weird white identity thing that goes beyond the white nationalists i don't know if that would even be a thing that's definitely worth looking into but i have a feeling that it, since there's like so many nazi furries out there there's got to be nazi goths just because the venn diagram of furries and goths is like pretty overlapping right it's probably out there where's a vice documentarian when you need one <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, we're not actually journalists, so we should probably get in touch with some journalists. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's let's get not talk over shoddy here. Let's give her her day in court, so to speak. This is the first time I'm publicly associating myself with the brand. What? Really, girl? That's how you came? This is the first time she's publicly associating herself with the brand, and might I just say... I've seen a lot of people do a lot of drugs, and this woman looks like she is barely functioning. I'm not sure how she made it to the set. 
I'm impressed that her managers got her to follow along with the cue cards so cleanly, but you can hear it in her voice and the way that she's struggling to get the words out. She's not with us. I think she's trying to do a video where coming out goth is like coming out as like an oppressed Oh my god, yes. I'm serious though. I think that's like actually what she's trying to do because she's saying that like... You know, like, this is the first time that I've been true to myself in this way that we associate with my brand. Because I made this freaking brand for the, like, freaks out there. And I'm one of the freaks. And now I'm coming out. And you're like, okay, you're not oppressed because of, like, if someone saw you dressed like that... And they didn't hire you to be the CEO of a different company or whatever. It's not because you're goth. It's because you're like a woman showing her belly or something like that. Like there are fucked up standards for how women look. And like you could maybe work some goth stuff into that if you wanted to. But like on its own this identity is not oppressed, right? Right. And I think that a lot of the project of Dolls Kill as... uh you know, a cultural form is to package and present uh, certain, like, signifiers of what it means to be goth and what it means to wear that identity and be, like, I mean, which is not to say there's only one way to do it. Like, I think that there's, like, cute teen skinny Lolita goth and, like, cute teen anime goth and cute teen scary My Chemical Romance goth, but do you see what these things all have in common? (coughs) No. (laughs) Tell me what they all have in common. Yeah, okay, we'll just keep going. I always felt that you, the Dolls Kill community, is so much louder and more powerful than me as one person. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, you know, they're like an oppressed minority, and they, none of them chose to be this way. It's just, it's just who they are, uh, and this is just a natural expression of that, and so, therefore... She is not the leader of this movement. It's about an identity. Yeah, I think she's definitely displacing her responsibility for her Instagram post. Like, let's be real. This is all a video about what she posted to Instagram. And I have yet to hear her apologize for the content of that or defend it in any way. But let's see if she does so. I am here today to apologize for the damage and the pain that my actions caused you, the Dolls Kill community. And furthermore, to you, my consumers who were harmed by my actions, what is she doing? Well, I I don't know why it's her consumers who are hurt. Is it because she let them down? As, like, a member of that community? She did a racism in public. She made it uh, a little bit racist to be goth. (laughs) Okay, yeah, she besmirched the names of goths, and she's sorry for doing so. Um, Okay, so what we're seeing is... She's either just, like, 
super unbelievably racist just like fully doing a bit character where she's like look we're all racist but like i'm not supposed to say so right either that or she just so believes that she's not racist that she doesn't understand what the apology is even for it's got to be the second one. Like, I am very much of the belief that everyone will take the opportunity to believe that they are in the right, so long as it, like, comports with their, uh, rest of their system of beliefs. And so I think that she thinks she's, like, the hero of the goth community. And this was just a, you know, like, blunder in the path forward for the goths, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I'm really curious about just the fact that she's leaning into identity politics this hard, it means she really specifically believes in identity politics and its strength. And I'm just wondering if that, have, you know, might have any connections to anything else. Yep, uh, she seems to, uh, might see. yeah, seems to contradict a little bit her public ridicule of the Black Lives Matter movement, but what do I know? I am not a goth girl boss queen. I did something that hurt people. I was not trying to do that. I want to talk to you about that today. Okay. Yikes! <clears throat> so there's there's some things here that I think are really interesting. Because what she's setting up is the possibility of a really good restorative like justice type of moment. And I'm uh, is that just a move? We'll have to find out. I think... I think it's really key that last part that she said, whether or not she's going to follow through on talking about how she has hurt people. Garrett, your optimism is one of the things that I love about you. <laughs> and I, all I saw in that last clip was her soulless eyes saying the words, I hurt people and not feeling a goddamn thing besides maybe like a craving for another bump after they're finished with the shoot. No, I actually think she does feel bad for, you know like making her uh fellow goth family members look bad through association you know that's i mean i guess that has to be true if she's the goth messiah yeah right like okay so when you see say that she has no you know like emotion in her eyes i just see her slowing down because she understands but that gives gravity to the situation. And people do that on an instinctual level. So I'm just... I just have to say, I've been waiting for the moment where, like, I truly hate her. <laughs> well, I've and, been waiting for the moment where she says anything of substance. Right, but I think the part where I will just really not be able to handle how unbelievably... <laughs> How unbelievably focused on her capitalist project she is and her, you know, personal brand that she will say something like, I'm here to talk to you about the pain I've caused. And then I just think she will not mention it once again. And that will be the final straw for me. All right. Well, let's find out. I received a photo on Saturday, which I posted on my personal Instagram page, which showed a slew of riot cops in front of the Dolls Kill store 
in Los Angeles. I want to be clear, I did not call the riot cops. This image... Who gives a fuck? Oh my god. Who cares if you called the police? You're a famous, you know, probably millionaire with a huge audience and a bunch of teen girls that look up to you and you're posting valorizing the police in the midst of the George Floyd protests? Like, fuck off with that. Seriously. Okay, I'm still... I... I don't know what she's doing now. She's just describing a thing that happened and saying she didn't do a thing that none of us were talking about. She's apologizing, Garrett. It's her heartfelt, sincere apology. Yeah, no, it, uh, I mean, if this is the apology, then I feel like we've gotten off the track a little bit in terms of what I feel like the apology should be, you know? All right, well, can she salvage it? Uh, yeah. It was powerful, and to me, it represented a revolutionary moment in time. I've always been strongly connected to anarchist beliefs and I Whoa. Alright. She's claiming anarchism here in the post. Is the post that shows the cops lined up and says direct action in its glory. How do you interpret that as an anarchist message, Garrett? I mean the only way that I could interpret it like that is if what she meant was fuck the cops, but didn't feel like she could say that. Like, there's no ACAB allowed in the corporate world, but she can say Black Lives Matter. So conceivably, that could be her overall sentiment. Like, I've never liked the cops. I don't know how to explain this any more clearly. Like, what if that's the thing? No? She should say that if that's the thing. Yeah. This is her opportunity to say that. I, I just, will be on her side if that's what she says. I'll be like, you know, you uh, have some struggles in your life. I can see that from hearing you talk and seeing your person. Uh, but if you're down for the cause, then I'm down for you, uh, shoddy. So do you think we will be able to welcome her with open arms? I don't know. I feel like she's you know, gonna do the thing where she tries to prove that she's grown or something? Like, what What does she have to say at this point except for just doing the apologizing thing and actually talking about the way she hurt people? How is she gonna avoid it? Let's go. All right. Ideals, and I strongly believe in direct action, which is civil disobedience. Okay. Interesting. Okay, she looks really judgmental at this point. Like, you know, simple. What I mean is that these people are uncivil, and the cops being there in riot gear is just proof of that. Yeah, immediate red flag uh, when she says civil disobedience like that, because we're seeing that as a dog whistle that is racist now uh, to criticize any form of action that isn't their, like, false revisionist history of what they think Martin Luther King Jr. did. Yeah, I also wonder, like, what they even thought white people who talked about civil disobedience meant. Like, yeah, I get that you're racist enough that you will pick and choose what you like about MLK or, you know, other black heroes that have been like you know somewhat sanitized in elementary school or whatever but at the same time like if there are people like i don't know thoreau or something or 
you know, writing about civil disobedience and there's all sorts of interesting ways that people could be thinking about this. And I feel like we have this real history of it in our country. And instead of anything actually happening with it, it just becomes a punchline in some fucking CEO's apology video. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Meaning do whatever the fuck you want that makes you feel like you're making a change, making a difference, being heard. That was the message I was trying to send. How? How do you, how does a row of police convey that message? Do whatever you want. Connect the dots for me. I'm having trouble with it. Maybe she'll explain it. The photo did not convey the support and solidarity I was trying to express. Knowing what I know now, it was insensitive. It totally missed the mark. It was tone deaf. It was wrong. And for that, I'm truly sorry. It was never my intention to cause any pain. Disrespect or lack of support for the movement. What movement? You think she's apologizing to the uh, three percenters for not going far enough? (laughs) It's so... It's a pretty genuinely good corporate apology video, is what it is. Not, Not in terms of good, like, morally good. I mean, like... It really dances around some stuff where, like you say, you, you just really can't be totally sure what she's pointing at. And that makes me feel like it has to be some sort of dog whistle. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see the conclusion. Let's see her wrap up. I want to be clear. I do not condone racism, police brutality, bigotry. I do not condone hate. I support the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. I support everybody out there protesting, rioting, doing whatever the fuck you want to make yourself heard and to feel like you're a part of this movement. Do it. That's your right. We have made mistakes in the past. Nobody's perfect. But we're going to talk about them. We're going to be much more transparent. Okay, cool. We're getting back to the company message. Just, you know, total support of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, opposition to racism. I literally just don't understand how she's claiming to rehabilitate this post about the police. It's an image of a row of cops. Okay, okay. Let me run it past you in the way that I understand her apology. Sure. Because what I hear her saying is... Someone sent me this picture. I didn't have any other pictures, but I looked at it as like a dramatic representation of what was happening that included my brand. And so I decided to post this picture, and then I decided to write a message of support, and I did all of that, and it didn't occur to me until people pointed it out to me that the picture did a very bad job of showing that I support the movement at all. All right. Sure. So, a few things in response to that. First, 
That's an explanation about the picture isolated from the caption. Whose direct action is she talking about? Seems Kalisa's direct action is like a tongue-in-cheek thing, like a wink. That's just my suspicion, maybe because I am a cynic, but maybe not. Uh, maybe not. The other thing... Oh, the other thing is that it doesn't really happen that someone just, like, posts form without any content that they attach to it internally. So whatever she had in her head is, like, the reason she was posting this to Instagram with the direct action tag or caption, she had associations with that that she was expecting other people to latch on to. And clearly it didn't go the way that she was expecting it to. Yeah. Like, what she's trying to explain, from what I'm hearing, is that she's associating the actual picture with just the general state of things. If I posted something, like, you know, I'm not going to have my store in the background, but if I posted something online that was like a picture of a bunch of row of cops, and I was just like, Black Lives Matter... I would assume people know that I am automatically looking at these cops as the opposition. Now, she's saying, it didn't occur to me that my brand being directly behind them would look like they're protecting my brand. And that my, like, sentiment would be, like, taken completely the wrong way. And the only reason why I think this might be true is because by the end of it, she's like, I am sorry. I do think Black Lives Matter. I support the whole movement. And then she was like, and you can riot. Like, nope, no, nobody says you can riot. Yeah, yeah. All in all, I think we've seen, like, the content of this apology, mostly. I give it a 4 out of 10 on the rehabilitation <laughs> meter. Um, and the reason that it's not better, I think you're going to give a more generous rehabilitation score than I will, is that um, I didn't even know really much about Dolls Kill, except, like, my one hot goth friend Lindsay wears a lot of their clothes. And um, they came on my radar because of all of the memes I saw on Twitter about this, like, coked-out-looking CEO who gave, like, one of the worst apology videos in history. Yeah. And it's cut a little bit deceptively because they just show the most bizarre-looking clips of her staring into the camera vacuously and repeating these lines pretty much very clearly off of, like, a card somewhere. Mm. Um, and it just looks absurd when you just look at that clip. Yeah. No, I have to say that while you're watching her, it's really hard knowing who she is to trust anything that she says. I just, there's a part of me that wonders if, like, she thinks of herself as having anarchist sympathies, and so therefore she feels like this is a, this is like an authentic apology, but she's so disconnected from any of what it would mean in reality, and is like, obsessed with goth identity politics that like what comes out is this really strained like performance of caring from someone who thinks they care but doesn't really very much or at least like can't justify it ah it's just one of those things where like when someone is so married to their brand like this Nothing that they say makes any sense to me on some level. Like, I want to make sense of it, but trying to make sense of it means, like, you end up skipping over way too many warning signs along the way of, like, weird ways that she says things and weird ways that she is 
just constantly protecting her brand, including probably having cue cards, like you said, because those parts where she slows down for emotional effect are also the parts where it feels the most scripted. Yeah. So, so what's your takeaway? Uh, Out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Rehabilitationometer. Um, like I'm gonna go with a six out of ten, and the reason is because I just sort of think that she's bad at handling this, and like probably could just do with having some good friends tell her how terrible she is when she's being terrible or something like that. Oh, wait, I forgot. I need to revise my rehabilitation score to zero because I forgot about the goth is white shirt. If they're still selling that, then zero. Uh, No room in the anarchist movement for white identity politics. None. Zero tolerance policy. Sure. You can't sit with us! Yeah, no, I I don't know any of the details on that we ran over it pretty quickly so that's um, that makes you know it's a it's a like how much are you actively engaging in white identity politics still all going ongoing after all of this then you get no credit for anything you've ever done or said precisely <laughs> yeah yeah so uh in conclusion buy dolls kelt stock uh you know maybe take out a second mortgage so that you can put some money into that because i think they're only only going up from here right <sighs> hopefully you know they don't get a GameStop type public support from the the online right yeah <laughs> somehow i think she's not going to get that sort of support from a lot of them if she's supporting writers yeah that's true Okay, so let's move on to our next apology of the evening. Oh, wow. Um, And, you know... Oh, it's a shorter one. Yeah, it's a a much shorter one. Garrett, aren't you glad, looking back over the past few years since 2017, uh, don't you notice when you go out and take a walk around, racism? It's been solved. I seem to recall that nothing has improved since... 2014 for sure well (laughs) wait but don't you remember uh in 2017 when kendall jenner solved racism by giving a cop a pepsi oh right i do remember that moment yeah that moment is ultra cringe and maybe we should just go back and watch a little bit of it just so it's fresh in our minds because that was just a work of late capitalist artistry. This is just truly a symptom of a dying era. So basically, you see a lot of like multiracial people drinking Pepsi in various locations. Oh, one of, one of them is definitely Muslim. Yeah, a Muslim drinking Pepsi. Who'd have thunk it? They're coming to document the protests. Kendall's like, "What's going on?" Uh, sees a cute boy of an ambiguous race. She's modeling line of cops. Kendall's smiling, not a care in the world, grabs a Pepsi from a full cooler. This looks like pretty much every protest I've been to. How about you? Yep, here's where she hands off the Pepsi. The Muslim girl with the camera is so excited to get the money shot. Everybody parties. Racism has ended. We're safe. 
Oh, yeah, there are people of different races hugging each other. Live Boulder. Live Boulder. So, yeah, obviously that was terrible, and everyone knows that it's terrible, because guess what? Uh, You're not idiots. No one who watches this ad is an idiot that believes that drinking Pepsi is going to solve the racial divide in America. Yeah, have your racist uncle over for a Pepsi and heal the nation. (laughs) I think... I think with this sort of thing, it's particularly the portrayal of the pr- police that I find the most interesting. Uh, it Because the portrayal of the protests makes no sense at all. It's just, it's a fiction. It's like a Disney movie or something. But the portrayal of the police is just the same as any... Like, it's like the Avengers movies or something, where it's all just propaganda for the police. And Pepsi thought that they could get away with it just like the Avengers do. But But not charming enough, Kendall Jenner did not carry that performance well enough for people to forget that they care about racism. She did not. And uh, I think dunking on her is totally fine because she has, like, the same net worth as a corporation. So she's functionally, like, no longer a person. It's the reverse legal argument. You know how they say corporations are people? I say people with enough money are corporations. Yeah, plus I'm going to be fine with most uh, dunking on online personalities and uh, especially the Instagram influencer who thrives on corporate sponsorships without any real content that... You yeah. know, says anything about anything that matters. And you know, it's 2017, Kendall's just tried to heal the divide, and it failed dramatically. She didn't expect all of her black friends to be mad at her and stop talking to her. It's really embarrassing. She's losing sponsorships. So let's see what she does to pull it all back together. I would never purposely hurt someone, ever. And I would obviously, if I knew that this was going to be the outcome, like, I would have never done something like this, but you... You don't know when you're in the moment, and, like, it was the most... In the moment. Interesting. So, in the moment for Kendall is, I guess, like, showing up on the shoot, or, like, when do you think she gets the script and someone pitches her the idea of the Pepsi commercial where she's healing the race divide? Um, I think what she just means is that she is a totally oblivious person and that we should treat her as such. Uh, granted. Like, it was... Like, it was so... Like, I just felt so stupid yeah fair enough <laughs> the fact that i would offend other people or hurt other people was definitely not the intent she's like amazed that she kendall jenner could offend other people she's like the fact the sole fact that i could offend other people she's shocked that she has it within herself and that's like the absolute lack of self-reflexivity that is really the marker of when capitalism has completely corrupted someone's brain. Yeah, I think also what it is, is someone being in denial and then someone else who's editing it realizing how it could play as being authentic. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I really like the music overlays that they do too. They're very uh, soothing. I'm imagining just her blabbering about this for like a fucking hour and then cutting together something that resembled a workable apology yeah yeah and that's what that's what got me the most is that i would have ever made anyone else upset oh no that's what got her the most Aww. i'm always here this is kim i've been through it i appreciate it a lot 
Okay, so this isn't actually an apology. She just cries. Wait, that's the end? Yeah. It's just her being consoled by her sister? Yeah. Who's more famous? He's like, don't worry. Don't worry about it. We all try to heal racism and fail. <laughs> is there a little bit of, like, Kim is very famously married? To Kanye? Yeah. Yeah. In this moment, I mean. Um, I mean... Like, remember how my sister is here? She's married to a black guy. We won't show her, but you all remember that because she's actually more famous than I am. Yeah, that's like... The Kardashians have been criticized, and this is not my area of expertise, the Kardashians. We're just like (laughs) dipping our toes. But I do know that they have been criticized for their fetishization of black men in dating and the way that they will like go after athletes and rappers and then sort of present themselves in and among black culture as a way of like profiting off of it uh without authentic engagement and you also see this in the criticism of kylie's glow up you know kylie's kendall's younger sister and she was this like pale-faced like cute little tween you know like nothing special really much about her And then now she's this, like, bronzed supermodel whose skin tone is way darker than its natural color, for sure. And so she's been criticized for uh, adopting a falsely darker skin tone than she has in a little bit of a Dolezal move. Mm. I thought about Dolezal when we were talking earlier about... About apologies, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, did you see her documentary? She has a documentary now about the way she lives her life, and I don't think her name is Rachel Dolezal anymore. I think she changed it to, like, something African. Just to live oh, the fantasy. She's yeah, she, living the fantasy. Yeah, I did know from some, like, follow-up thing on Vice or something, I did know that she was doing more, like, just leaning into it more as yeah. a expression of her identity (laughs) so kendall jenner how many rehabilitation points does she get oh oh uh zero yeah zero for you kendall jenner so really total cumulative dolls kill and kendall apologies strikingly zero points i'm feeling bad about this though because fundamentally it feels difficult to pitch a ceo you know, apologizing versus an Instagram influencer slash brand person. Well, I mean, let's talk about then what a good apology would be. Like, what would you want to have seen from Dolls Kill or from Kendall Jenner? Um, I think for Dolls Kill, what I'm really looking for is someone who understands enough about the issues to just talk about the issues. You know, like, if you hear someone like Colin Kaepernick talk about the issue, like, he's just a famous rich person who, like, genuinely cared about it. And so he tried to do a thing, right? And, like, I'm sure there are plenty of good criticisms of the way that he went about that. And he's also a guy with a bunch of money. But he put so much work on it and, like, put his job on the line. And this CEO did absolutely nothing that would put her brand in jeopardy yeah in the way that she did her apology like she didn't admit a single amount of culpability really other than like having caused pain and because the target of the apology isn't actually materially helping anyone it's rehabilitating the brand it's about the profit margins and that is what fundamentally a corporate apology is all about and it's the same with kendall who cares about 
her modeling career. Yeah, the difference for Kendall, I think, is that instead of rehabilitating, like, (laughs) the brand of an entire invented group identity, (laughs) the difference is just that with Kendall, she's rehabilitating the identity of Kendall. Yeah, absolutely. And so you could see that level of selfishness, like, just brazen. Where at least with a corporation, you can pretend to care about all of your employees and customers and, like, family or whatever. Instead, she just has her sister feeling sorry for her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I would like to see from these women when they apologize? No. Money. I would like to see them put their money where their mouth is, you know? Yeah. If you really stand with Black Lives Matter, how about you donate to them? If, uh... You're really sorry that you hurt people's feelings, Kendall. How about you put some of that money that you made off that Pepsi commercial uh, to some of those people that you hurt? Uh, there's a million ways to do that. And, uh, you but could... there are tons of people who are doing that sort of thing, and we could talk about them like we did a little bit with Colin Kaepernick. But like, ultimately, we're just seeing that there are so many people who are in this position to do something because they have massive resources. And instead of doing that, they put resources towards recovering their brand image right and i think this is important to keep in mind as we see political discourse about reparations for slavery and for histories of injustice and you see a lot of corporations making nods to that but ultimately it's lip service when the goal the bottom line is your profit and not materially assisting people who need it yeah and if we're looking for some sort of precedent for this the only thing we have to look to is well literally the treaties that we actually signed with you know native populations and promises to former slaves and things like that but in terms of something more recent how it's come about we still hold companies accountable occasionally for having done horrible things to local populations like we're not very good at holding companies accountable obviously but you know, no, you we... have to like really fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but... have to like poison an entire community and like develop birth defects for generations. Yeah. So my point is, when you're making an argument about reparations for slavery or for broken treaties, you know, what? However, you're communicating with them, whichever promises are being upheld, we can look at the fact that when corporations have done horrible things. They were held accountable sometimes. And it's like, well, we did some horrible things, and we just want to hold ourselves accountable. Just like, that's just what you're supposed to do, right? In some way supposed to do? (laughs) So, I don't know. I, I would like to hear your takeaway from this, but I think that mine is to keep in mind both when hearing an apology and when you're giving an apology who is being materially helped by this, right? Is it lip service for your personal brand, your rehabilitation of your own feelings, or is your apology doing good in someone's life? You know, like, I would change my behavior. And on that, on an individual level, this is something we've talked about a lot of times, I think, just being open in communication and then also following that up with, Just changing your behavior if you want to do something differently. Yeah, I think what we see from these videos and what we're talking about here is that if the apology doesn't come with material change, 
they're not really sorry. Yeah. And in the case of a corporation, we should really expect them to give monetary reparations because it's it's the least that they could do, it seems to me. Truly and, the least. <laughs> and at the same time, it's the one thing that is considered to be going the furthest. Like, if you were to just directly give money, then, like, that's almost you being culpable at that point, right? Like, you can't fully admit to being culpable in these circumstances because then you're held accountable for forever. You're mm-hmm. stained. Yeah. That's probably just, like, another weird, like, hang-up that we have where capitalism is funda- fundamentally conservative at this point in history. There's nothing about capitalism that's progressive. It's always, you know, like a conservative impulse at this point because we're so capitalist already that the desire is to just, like, hold on to that. So they're always just protecting themselves. And if they give away money, it means they did something wrong and they can't admit it on that level. But it's still the thing that we have to push for. Uh... Yeah, completely agree. Garrett, is there anything that you want to apologize to me for? Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm out here looking like revenge, feeling like a 10, the best I ever been. And yeah, I know how bad it must hurt to see me like this, but it gets worse. Now you're out here looking like regret. Proud to beg, second chance you'll never get. And yeah, I know how bad it must hurt to see me like this, but in case worse, not payback is a bad bitch. And baby, I'm the baddest. You fucking with a savage, can't have this, can't have this. And it'd be nice of me to take it easy on ya, but now.